Awesome. So, framing things up, um, just brief summary of kind of the period of time that's gone before us all the way back to the beginning of time, um, is that God has been at work creating and calling people to know God and to journey with God. That's like a really big brief summary <laughs> of kind of what went before. And there's been ups and there's been downs. Um, and God has invited people to um, practice ways of knowing him and um, connecting with God's heart and responding to that in the world. So we hear those stories in scripture. We hear those stories in history. Um, and we hear those stories from one another. And so in this community, um, uh, like nearly 20 years ago, there was some people who were seeking after God, drawing near to God. And um, out of that drawing near to God, God gave them a dream and a, a, a purpose and a desire. And that was to plant a church in the inner city. And that was Blueprint. And then about 10 years ago, um, uh, some people at Blueprint um, were like seeking after God and God gave them a dream and a desire. And that was to create the, flea, the free store, not the flea store. That's a different place. Um, <laughs> The free store, better than the flea store. Um, and then um, a few years after that, um, there was our friend Lauren, and she was um, traveling overseas and serving God overseas. And God said to her, um, I want you to plant a church in Lyle Bay. She's like, what the heck? I don't know how to plant a church. Um, and then a few years after that, um, we were gathering, we were seeking after God, and God said, plant a church in Brooklyn. Um, and that was a dream that had been kind of in the imaginations of some of the leaders, but God spoke that to error while, um, yeah, he was praying here with a crew. Um, so, yeah, there's been stories of throughout time, God um, inviting people into knowing God better, and then out of that, calling people into different ideas and purposes for the world. And um, all of us are practicing that out in our day-to-day -day lives, maybe like in your vocation, in um, where you're wanting to spend your time, who you're, who you're serving. But we actually do that as a gathered people as well, um, and creating communities and spaces together. And so in the next two months, in May, we're going to spend time focusing on drawing near to God and how do we do that and why does that matter? And what is this thing called worship that we're called to practice as a way of drawing near to God? And then in June, we're going to spend time seeking after what are God's purposes, what's God's intentions for us as a community of people, and does God have dreams for what could happen next? So May spending time with God, how do we do that, why do we do that, June, where to, what could be next. So tonight, kicking us off for our first week of May around this, Alana is going to share some thoughts around worship and why it matters, and yeah, we'll just pass over to you, Lance. You wanna, do you want to speak, Freena, we can check if we can hear you in the, in the big room? Hello, can you hear me? Do you want me to keep talking? You can hear me though? No. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so random, I, I'm getting like a little message from Hannah, like I can hear you, um, but she's on Zoom. So it's great, now everyone can hear. Um, I'm just trying to think for me who I put on video. It's very, very strange being able to see just the back of people's head. Um, and people are in the room. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna switch this up briefly. 
Okay, I'm going to put it on gallery so I can see some people. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, well, welcome to my living room. Um, this is Josie Sienai's buddy out in Rongotai. And this is a beloved little chair that I'm sitting in. Um, that was a freebie off Adolf Street, which is really fun to be, yeah, sharing with you. Um, it's become a little bit of a um, safe and like thin space to spend time with Jesus. So it's kind of, um, yeah, special to be sharing about um, worship from this place. Um, yeah, I gotta confess, I feel a little bit vulnerable um, <laughs> sharing tonight. Um, have had the coves this week, and so just I'm already quite a tangential, all over the um, all over the place speaker. Um, but my brain is a little bit more scattered than usual. So um, yeah, these are just some offerings that I share, and I hope that um, something can land. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess worship is such a ooh, vast thing and it'll um, be really cool to hear what other people I'm excited to hear what other people will share over the month um, yeah I just want to kind of acknowledge that worship is so many things you know worship is our lives um, we worship God when we're folding the laundry when we're drying the dishes when we're at mahi um, for me that's making coffee and scooping gelato at the moment um, when we're on the bus like we, we worship God with our lives. Um, yeah, we, we also worship God together. Um, when, yeah, when we're just filled with, with gratitude and we're reminded of, of who God is, um, that is worshiping God. And I think in Aotearoa, um, we get so many opportunities. You know, I only have to look out our window to just be filled with awe and wonder um, and yeah, worship God. Um, tonight, I want to offer just a few, um, yeah, a few thoughts around uh, what worship means to me, um, has meant to me in, in my life up until this point. Um, yeah, and I guess want to speak particularly to kind of worship as when we carve out time to be with God by ourselves um, without distractions. Um, so speaking particularly to worship is when we carve out time um, to be with God by ourselves without distractions. Um, yeah, and I guess for, particularly for me, distraction is my phone. <laughs> so for me, that tends to be like putting away my phone and it can be anything that is where I can be um, present to the surroundings around me um, and present and curious to what's happening within me as well. Um, and I guess a place where um, my imagination is free to roam and I can be um, still within myself. Um, that might be walking, it might be sitting in this chair, um, it might be journaling, it might be lying down listening to music. Um, it could be expressed in a lot of ways, but it's carving out time um, to be with God by myself without distraction um, is what I want to share some thoughts on tonight and why I think it's a really valuable, um, beautiful practice. Um, yeah, so one of the um, 
yeah, one of the reasons I think that carving out space to be with God is a really special practice um, is that I think it's practice where we get to know more of God's heart um, at its simplest form, I think, is a practice where we get to know more of God's heart. Um, I think it's where we get to put aside time. And when I think about worship, I think about um, when we worship something, we, we value it, we deeply treasure it. We, um, yeah, we take time out to, to value and treasure that thing. And so same with God. Um, we, we take time out to spend time with God. Um, and for me, I think, yeah, that's one of the treasures of carving out time is just saying, God, I'm here to listen and I, I want to know what's on your heart. Um, sometimes um, I loved what Mark and Kirsty talked about last week in um, the Holy Spirit workshop where they talked about imagination. And um, so sometimes for me, when I'm sitting in this chair, we've got um, this little chair opposite and I might imagine God sitting in that chair as I would a friend. Um, it sometimes helps me to imagine and go like, I'm spending time with God as I would a close friend. Um, yeah, and just kind of say to God, like, I know you're here all the time, but I'm here. Um, I welcome you to be here and I want to hear what's on your heart um, and posturing myself in a way that is just, yeah, attentive to what's around me and wants to wants to listen. Um, I guess one of the the ways that um, yeah, I guess an example of this um, recently was when I was walking along the beach um, after work. I um, walked down to Oriental and was just just noticing what was around me and. Um, ended up noticing like some plastic on the beach and so went up to it and just picked that bit of plastic up and then saw a bunch more plastic um, and so ended up just deciding to walk along the beach picking up um, the bits of plastic and yeah just as I like do you mind muting summer thanks um yeah as as I was like picking up bits of plastic um, and my hands were in the sand. Um, yeah, my, I guess the emotions that I began to feel within me was just like sadness and, and heartache. Um, and for me over the years, one of the ways that I've learned to, um, I guess just paying attention to my emotions and that that's one of the ways that um, I can get insights into what um, what's on God's heart. And so, yeah, just, I guess, sensing heartache and anguish and I guess feeling in that moment that that was, that was a glimpse into God's heart, um, that the, the anguish and the, the sadness I was feeling as I just had my hands in the sand was an insight into to God's heart um, for God's beloved creation. Um, 
and I think a lot of the time when I sit here it's not like anything like crazy happens and I think there's there's beauty in that there's beauty and just having a like having a practice where we posture ourselves to be attentive and to listen and um that when we carve out space to do that we kind of carry that with us in the rest of our lives um one of the second things I think is really beautiful about valuing time with God and carving out time to be with God um, is that in that space we are just invited, um, yeah, we're just invited to show up as simply and honestly as we can, that nothing else is required of us, that just as we um, get to know more of God's heart, and worship and carving out time to be with God that God also wants to know us and that we get to be known in that space and um yeah I, I just for me that's such a gift of the space of worship is that there are no pretenses in that space that we are just welcome to let go of who we think we should be or hope to be or could be and just say, God, this is me, and I want to know you, and I invite you to know me. Um, and I think God is just so stoked with that. Um, I want to, holding, holding that, holding that, um, that invitation, um, that all we have to do is just show up as simply and honestly as we are, um, I want to read um, John 13, which is where um, Jesus washes his disciples' feet. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just been a passage that has been on my heart a lot um, over Easter and like leading up to the recording of the EP. Um, yeah, and just want to offer a couple of reflections around that. Um, this is from the Passion Translation. Jesus knew that the night before Passover would be his last night on earth before leaving this world to return to the Father's side. All throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them. And now he longed to show them the full measure of his love. Before their evening meal had begun, the accuser had already deeply embedded betrayal into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now Jesus was fully aware that the father had placed all things under his control, for he had come from God and was about to go back to be with him. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer robe and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dry them with his towel. But when Jesus got to Simon Peter, he objected and said, I can't let you wash my dirty feet. You're my Lord. Jesus replied, you don't understand yet the meaning of what I'm doing, but soon it will be clear to you. Peter looked at Jesus and said, you'll never wash my dirty feet, never. 
But Peter, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, Jesus responded, then you will not be able to share life with me. So Peter said, Lord, in that case, don't just wash my feet, wash my hands and my head too. Jesus said to him, you are already clean. You've been washed completely and you just need your feet to be cleansed. But that can't be said of all of you. But Jesus knew which one was about to betray him. And that's why he told them not all of them were clean. After washing their feet, he put his robe on and returned to his place at the table. Do you understand what I just did? Jesus said. You've called me your teacher and Lord, and you're right, for that's who I am. So if I'm your teacher and Lord and have just washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I've set for you and wash one another's feet. Now do for each other what I have done for you. I speak to you timeless truth. A servant is not superior to his master, and an apostle is never greater than the one who sent him. So now put into practice what I have done for you, and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. Yeah, so leading up to um, Easter, I particularly, I um, yeah, I was just really moved by this and began to imagine it. Um, yeah, began to imagine Jesus getting up from the meal, um, taking off his outer robe, filling the basin with water, um, taking off the sandal of his disciples' feet, um, holding their feet and being right up by their feet, smelling, seeing, um, touching, and then washing his disciples' feet um, and taking on this role of hospitality that was normally one that um, only the servants would do and showing that hospitality and love to his disciples. Um, and then the part that I was began to be moved by was just imagining myself. I imagined myself in the position of the disciples. And um, yeah, I imagined myself in this chair and Jesus bending down um, with a bowl of water and washing my feet. Um, and I guess as, as I imagined that the, the emotions that welled up within me was, um, I guess just like this being, being tended to, um, being shown great care and love. Um, yeah. And just being really moved by Jesus, um, who is our Lord and friend that would show like such intimate care and love for us like that. Um, and so I guess coming back to this idea of in worship and carving out time to be with God, we're invited to just show up as simply and honestly as we can to just be us. Um, I really feel like that image is for us um, and yeah I I guess the leading into like the EP um, just was imagining Jesus washing our feet um, and allowing us as individuals and as a community um, to for Jesus to wash our feet like in that time of worship as we enter 
time to be with God, to just allow Jesus to wash our feet, to tend to us. Um, yeah, and to be to be known, to allow like God to see the wounds that we carry, to see the things that um, are causing us um, deep pain, to the things that are bringing us deep joy and to um, welcome Jesus to tend to and wash our feet. Um, I guess some of what um, Jesus, like when I think about in the past where I've experienced Jesus tending to me or showing great care like that in the past, um, some of the ways that's looked has been being reminded that I am deeply delighted in, um, that God fully knows me, fully sees me and fully loves me. Um, for me, those have been profound moments that have, um, yeah, been ways that I've really experienced God's love and tending to um, in spaces where I've just said, God, I want to know you. Um, I want you to know me and yeah those are some beautiful ways that I've experienced love and being tended to in those spaces um so yeah those are my offerings and um my invitation I guess for all of us this week is to perhaps delve into that story um in our own time whether that looks like going to the moana and putting our feet in the ocean and imagining um, that story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet, washing our feet, um, whether it's drawing, whether it's gardening, singing, listening to music lying down, what like whatever that looks like for each of us. Um, yeah, I do. I do feel like there's an invitation there to. Um, imagine that for ourselves and to invite um, Jesus to tend to us, um, to be open to hearing God's heart and to just bring ourselves to that space. Um, yeah, I look forward to hearing what other people share and um, yeah, just bless the time of worship that we'll enter into 